0: We will continue to work forcefully to protect our fellow countrymen and women and people and do exactly what we know is important at this moment in terms of standing with people and fighting for unity and dignity.
1: In fighting for unity and dignity, she wanted to include her fellow countrymen and women and people, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, because saying country men that's 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 not good enough because they're also women and then country women country women which have been part of many jokes for a long time the country girl and then not to be left out country people country people because sure you've got countrymen and country women but let's not leave out those Democrats that are neither men nor women but might be our fellow country people. The Democrat Party is mentally ill. Honestly, I'm telling you. And I mentioned earlier that the, the second gentleman of the United States who is married to Kamala Harris, his name is Doug Emhoff, Douglas Emhoff, And he's being mocked roundly. I mentioned it a little earlier. My friend Marty pointed it out on our text thread. Second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, mangles the story of Hanukkah in since-deleted social media posts. Now, I actually went to the social media post just a little while ago when we were in the break, and I went to click on it because I figured I'd get to it a little bit later in this hour. And I saw, uh uh-oh, it's been deleted. That's right, they pulled it because it was so lame, it was so completely wrong that my friend Marty was texting on a group thread of friends of ours, mocking and ridiculing him. Second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, the better half of Vice President Kamala Harris, bungled the history behind Hanukkah on Monday in a since-deleted social media post where he attempted to explain why Jewish people celebrate the ancient miracle. The story of Hanukkah and the story of the Jewish people has always been one of hope and resilience. Emhoff, who is Jewish, wrote on X. In the Hanukkah story, the Jewish people were forced into hiding. No one thought they would survive or that the few drops of oil they had would last. But they survived, and the oil kept burning, he said. During those eight days in hiding, they recited their prayers and continued their traditions. That's why Hanukkah means dedication. That's why Hanukkah means dedication. It was during those dark nights—it's always uh, dark at night—that the Maccabees dedicated themselves to maintaining hope and faith in the oil— each other, and their Judaism in these dark times, I think of that story, Emhoff's post concluded. Now, the uh, second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, lights the first flame on the menorah candle at the White House last night in the reception, right? And he was there while Joe Biden was saying it was 65 years ago that the uh, Israelis were attacked on October 7th of this year because we're run by a bunch of people that shouldn't be running a gas station. Rather than the story of hiding, Hanukkah is actually the celebration of a massive victory for the Jewish people. Hanukkah commemorates the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem after the Maccabees, a Jewish militia, liberated ancient Israel from Syrian Greek occupation about 2,200 years ago. But keep in mind that the Democrats say it's colonialism and they've been occupying Israel illegally since 1948. But here's the story of Hanukkah from 2,200 years ago. Restoring Jewish ritual to the, to the ancient site. When the uh, Maccabees caught, uh, uh, sought to light the temple's menorah as part of the rededication ceremony, they found only a day's worth of oil But when the oil was lit, it lasted miraculously for eight days. Now, that's the story of Hanukkah, but pay no attention to that. Second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, and and, uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris, since deleted the Hanukkah story on the social media site. Before Emhoff deleted his post, several ex-users quickly pointed out that the second gentleman who has been working with the White House on combating anti-Semitism, ironically, missed the mark on the historical story behind the Festival of Lights. Doug Emhoff apparently thinks the Maccabees were hiding out in some sort of subterranean lair with an oil lamp. Will Scharf, the former federal prosecutor and current candidate for Missouri Attorney General, wrote on X, This is emphatically not the story of Hanukkah, he wrote. <laughs> Reconstruction of the temple and recommitment to biblical values and teachings is the story of Hanukkah, he added. Now, this would be kind of funny. Well, it is kind of funny, actually, especially in the middle of all of this Democrat Party anti-Semitism. Completely crazy. But uh, Doug Emhoff, second gentleman, just, uh, just amazing. I'm really hoping the second gentleman left this to some hapless and uneducated intern who, who couldn't be bothered to even consult Wikipedia. Jason Bedrick, a uh, research fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Education Policy, said in an ex-post, Eight days of hiding. Yikes, man. Honestly. How could this have happened? Noah Rothman, senior writer for the National Review, wondered. It's inexplicable in general, but at this point... In this environment, it is so ponderously inept. Could only be any enemy action. (laughs) There are saboteurs at work here. Gotta be it, (laughs) Rothman said. Wait, wait, the writer Katya Sedgwick said on X. The story of Hanukkah is not the story of hiding, but of winning the war. It's the story of faith, the story of reestablishing. Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel, 2,200 years ago. Democrats don't recognize any of this. Emhoff is somehow responsible for fighting anti-Semitism, but he can't get his terms straight, she added incredulously. Now, that is a ridiculous story of, uh, you know, Democrats. And again, if they were Republicans, he'd be condemned as a terrible anti-Semite, even though he's Jewish, it wouldn't matter if he were a Republican. Just extraordinary stuff. Your Democrat Party, and if you're Jewish and you're a Democrat, it's it's time to reconsider. You gotta you gotta start thinking about this stuff honestly. Mm-mm-mm. And everybody who knows what they're talking about, all over at Jewish News Syndicate, Emhoff mocked for a social media post misstating Hanukkah story. A few drops of oil, getting it all wrong. That's pretty funny. All right, now um, let's see. Let's go back to uh, let's go. Oh, we have We got to go to her. Let's go to let's go to his wife, to Doug Emhoff's uh, wife, because his wife, Kamala Harris, is the vice president of the United States, a heartbeat away from a guy who's only a heartbeat away himself, and she was trying to deliver a speech yesterday in Delaware when she was interrupted by a very rude Democrat who's an elected Democrat. Her name is Medina Wilson-Anton. And Medina Wilson-Anton is the, the first Muslim ever elected to the state house in the state of Delaware, where Joe Biden comes from, racist that he is. And as Kamala Harris is trying to read the teleprompter and cobble together her speech, this radical anti-Semite, left-wing, Muslim, Medina, Wilson, Anton, decided to jump in and start telling a story that's also a false story about the baby Jesus today lying beneath the rubble of Bethlehem because that's not what's happening. (laughs) And uh, and let me say also, because I thought about this, the uh, when I first saw the story, my best girl and I we went to Israel on vacation a couple few years ago, and we're driving around the country, and I'm driving the car, and my best girl's in the front seat next to me, and we had an Israeli with us in the back seat, and he was showing us uh, uh, you know various locations and the Dead Sea and and the Golan Heights, and we were headed up to the Golan Heights, I recall. And I saw the sign for Bethlehem, and I said, well, let's go over to Bethlehem. It's the birthplace of Jesus. Let's go to Bethlehem. And he said, oh, no, no, no. No, no, the Palestinians are there. We can't go in there. We'll be murdered if we go in there. We'll be massacred, so let's not go in there uh, because the Palestinians have taken over Bethlehem, and, and uh, you're not welcome there now, and it's dangerous. So so just a little Israel tourism moment. Now, here's Kamala Harris yesterday being heckled by a an elected Democrat, who holds elected office as a Democrat in the state of Delaware, the first Muslim to hold elective office in the state of Delaware, in the Statehouse. And her name is Medina Wilson-Anton. And
0: just in this holiday season, be a joyful time of the year. Madam Vice President, to I'm a big member Delaware. Did you know that oh, in
1: Bethlehem, oh, no no way, know Did you know that Bethlehem, maybe Jesus saw son rubble? You <laughs> and Joe are failing. The baby Jesus lies in the rubble of Bethlehem. See, the Jews are killing baby Jesus, uh, Jewish, and baby Jesus being born uh, today. And the poor innocent terrorists who decapitate and dismember, and rape and kidnap, and murder, uh, are the innocent victims in all of this. Pretty remarkable stuff. Your your Democrat Party at work. Um, and Kamala didn't know what to do, trying to figure out who's that person back there. Well, it's an elected Democrat who's a, a Muslim ally of you and your your pals and. Um, In Bethlehem, baby Jesus is under rubble, says the elected Democrat, whose name is Medina. And it's kind of misspelled. It's M-A-D instead of uh, the normal uh, Medina, you know, the city center Medina. Amazing stuff. Your, Your Democrat Party, baby Jesus is under rubble. State Representative interrupts Kamala Harris's Christmas party. It's her Christmas party. A Delaware state representative interrupted Vice President Kamala Harris's speech during a Christmas party to demand a ceasefire in Gaza, a video obtained by Jewish Voice for Peace. Madam Vice President, I'm the state representative from Delaware, she says, the state representative from Delaware, like there's only one. Democrat Delaware State Representative Medina Wilson-Anton shouted from the crowd, While Harris spoke from a podium, did you know that in Bethlehem, they're not celebrating Christmas? Yeah, it's uh, occupied by uh, the Muslims. How long has that occupation been going? End the occupation. End the occupation of Bethlehem. She shouted as she held up a large black sign reading, cease fire now. This is your Democrat party. They're all on LSD, I think. And not the good LSD. They're on the brown LSD. Did you know that in Bethlehem, baby Jesus is under rubble? Why won't you call for a ceasefire? I don't think that's true. Everybody has a right to be heard, and so I appreciate you wanting to be heard right now, but I'm speaking, Kamala Harris said. Wilson Anton then appeared to be escorted out of the event. She was uh, thrown in a gulag, where she will live out her days breaking rocks with a pickaxe. your Democrat party. Yes, sir. You know, the holidays are obviously here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting this Christmas season. You can shop their carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter season long, all Christmas. Everybody loves Omaha Steaks. Just go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% across the entire website Plus, when you use the promo code PLANT, that's me, P-L-A-N-T-E, use PLANT at checkout. You're going to save another $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks make great gifts. You're going to be the hero of the holiday table when you give Omaha Steaks as a gift. Tender, juicy, butcher-cut filet mignon, beautiful burgers. They even have hot dogs for the kids and the adults, too. Easy-to-prepare meals, ready in no time at all. Omaha Steaks, ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Just go to omahostakes.com. Use the promo code PLANT at checkout. Order with complete confidence, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahostakes.com. Take advantage of 50% off the entire website, plus $30 more off at checkout when you use my last name as the code word. A minimum order may be required. Great stuff. Yeah, Colin Harris. And uh, they're crazy. They're all crazy. And she's got a sign, and she's... She's. Uh, does she have a Palestinian flag or something too? Got Palestinian stuff. Your Democrat Party. I got Joe Biden polls coming up. I got. Oh, I. I can't wait to get to this dim-witted Democrat member of the House of Representatives being schooled by Elise Stefanik. That's coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: All right. Now, I'm perfectly unclear. I think that Christmas party with the Delaware Muslim state rep may have been at the vice president's residence, but multiple articles make it perfectly unclear where it was. In the meantime... And I, I'm going to get to Elise Stefanik, uh cleaning the clock of dim-witted Democrat Jamie Raskin in a few minutes. But right now, let's take a phone call, Michael. Let's go to Chris calling from New Jersey. Christopher, you're on the Chris Plant Show.
0: How are you doing, Chris? Um, yeah, so what I had told the screener was, you know, uh,
1: everybody's trying to figure out why, the, why all these kids are allowed on these campuses to do all this stuff and to say all this, you know, anti-Jewish hatred is
0: because, you know, Jews, I guess, are considered white. And so obviously attacking white people is completely not only allowed, but expected, demanded, pushed, you know, so because the Democrats never gave up their racism. They just found a new way to be racist. And that's and that's pretty much what what we're seeing here. It's pretty simple.
1: I think you're onto them, and you're right. Racial division is their bag and always has been, and they've uh, they've gone anti-white. And you're absolutely right. Now the Jewish people are Semites. The the Arabs are Semites, uh, but it's true that Jews are viewed differently, and they're in this equation. And if you look at the BDS movement boycott. Uh, uh, divest Mm -hmm. and sanction Israel, which they've been teaching on college campuses. The left has for years and years now. And then fold in diversity, equity, inclusion. You know, you get the president of Harvard uh, there. And all of these uh, various racially polarizing efforts that the Democrats have undertaken. And you're absolutely right. And Chris, and you're right, because the Palestinians are seen as the brown people here, the Arabs, and those terrible Jews all those years in Europe. Uh, They came in in 1948, never mind 2,200 years ago and Hanukkah, never mind Abraham and Solomon, and never mind all of that. Uh, But then that brings us to Barack Obama's new racist movie. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about Soundbite number thirteen, lucky thirteen for this dim witted Democrat. Amazing. Where do we find such men? Ronald Reagan asked on the anniversary of the invasion of Normandy. Now we ask, where do we find these men? And can we return them? Jamie Raskin is a pirate and, uh, and not a truthful man. He attacked, you may recall, it was Congresswoman Elise Stefanik asking questions of the president's, women all, of the University of Pennsylvania, MIT, and Harvard University. And the president of the University of Pennsylvania has since resigned in disgrace, but she keeps her job as a tenured law professor there, Probably making 400 grand as a tenured law professor at the University of Pennsylvania, and so don't feel uh, too bad for her. Don't cry for her, Argentina. But um, the other two, Harvard, the board voted to keep their anti-Semite because anti-Semite, um, uh, you know, it's a it's a good label now. It's a good title to have in the Democrat Party. Now let's go to Jamie Raskin, who is a member of the House of Representatives, and he is Jewish. He's a Jewish person, and he's a left-winger, a radical, an extremist, uh, an America-hater. As these, this is the rhetoric that the Republicans should use every single day in order to counter the rhetoric that is used by the Democrats every single day. But this is kind of a, a good one. The uh, Jamie Raskin, we played this yesterday. Jamie Raskin attacking Elise Stefanik, the Republican member of the House of Representatives from New York, and um, calling her nasty names. Where does Trump supporter Elise Stefanik get off lecturing Jewish college president? One of the three Jewish, one of the three college presidents was Jewish, still is probably. Uh, and just amazing, just appalling. So here is, uh, and the, the fallout, the fallout continues. But after attacking Elise Stefanik, Jamie Raskin inspired... Elise Stefanik, to respond. Here is Jamie Raskin attacking Elise Stefanik. How dare she? Where does Elise Stefanik get off lecturing anybody about anti-Semitism when she's the hugest supporter of Donald Trump, who traffics in anti-Semitism all the time? She didn't utter a peep of protest when he had Kanye West and Nick Fuentes over for dinner. Now, I played that uh, soundbite yesterday. Kanye West. So he's attacking Kanye West, which I believe makes him a racist from the party of the Klan and Jim Crow, Jamie Raskin. Republicans just don't know how to fight these fights. They they really need to hire me to tell them what to say, I think, and just beat the hell out of them with their real history. You don't have to make anything up. You just tell the truth. But I'm sorry, where the hell does she get off as a Trump supporter? Because Trump traffic, traffic, that's the word that he uses in anti-Semitism, and and all this stuff, Jamie Raskin. The Republican Party is filled with people who are entangled with anti-Semitism like that, and yet somehow she gets on her high horse and lectures a Jewish college president from MIT. Uh, One Jewish college president out of three uh, college presidents, two not Jewish, they all received the same lecture. It obviously had nothing to do with her ethnicity or her religion. Uh, The fact that she was Jewish obviously having nothing to do with it. And if uh, she's going to be a Jewish college president, maybe she should put her spiked heel down when armies of anti-Semites populate her campus and the faculty, Just, uh, just saying. Now, just because Jamie Raskin needs a lot of educating, you should take a look around, Raskin at all of the mobs of anti-Semites vandalizing, attacking. Look at the uh, Goldie restaurant in Philadelphia, attacked and desecrated like knocked. Your party, Raskin, Democrats, leftists, just like Adolf Hitler's party, was the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany, just by the way. Let's give you a little bit of an education, since you're obviously fantastically and spectacularly ignorant. And uh, Donald Trump, a uh, terrible, because the... You know, and you, know, you guys are the ones, there are thousands and thousands of Democrats marching violently in the name of anti-Semitism, pro-Hamas, chanting from the river to the sea, which is a call for the genocide of the Jewish people, you ignorant, uh, what what is it, you ignorant slut, I think was the story. From. Now, Elise Stefanik took to her ex-account and wrote in response to Jamie Raskin, he was on MSDNC there with uh, radical extremists who tell us that that uh, riots are uh, mostly peaceful while we're watching city blocks burn. He was on with Ali Velci on MSDNC making these ridiculous claims, and Velci is a bootlick for the hard left and the anti-Semites. And, you know, the Democrats have even convinced the, the, their Jews to be anti-Semites. It's, it's extraordinary. And they convince uh, black Americans to be anti-black by being pro-Democrat, just for starters. But in any case, Elise phonic Republican Congresswoman New York, responded, Thanks for asking, Jamie Raskin. You know, how dare you when you pal around with Trump? The answer is simple. President Trump was the best friend Jewish people have had in the White House in modern times. The Trump administration recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem the move was a significant step in acknowledging Jerusalem as the Jewish people's historical and spiritual capital. Barack Obama didn't do that, but he spent his time with the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, who famously said, you know the Jews aren't going to let me hang out with Barack. He was asked, are you going to spend any time with Barack? You know the Jews ain't going to let me hang out with Barack. That is... Barack Obama's spiritual guidepost, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright of the Trinity United Church of Christ in Chicago. Have you spoken with him since he's been in the White House? You ain't talk to me. You know them Jews ain't going to... Poor grammar as well. Elise Stefanik continues. The Trump administration brokered the historic Abraham Accords. Uh, Abraham, thousands of years ago in Israel, uh, leader of the Jewish people. They didn't just get there in 1948. Thousands and thousands of years ago. But pay no attention. The Trump administration, Elise Stefanik reminds Jamie Raskin, dim-witted person that he is. The Trump administration brokered the historic Abraham Accords. These peace agreements have led to increased cooperation between Israel and Arab nations. Three, President Trump officially recognized Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. I mentioned earlier my best girl and I going by Bethlehem told we couldn't go there because it's too dangerous, might be murdered by the Arabs, by the Muslims, for not being an Arab Muslim. We are on our way to the Golan Heights. We have a nice picture at home of uh, me and my best girl. uh, There's a burned-out tank uh, right behind us, uh, looking down into Syria from the Golan Heights. And the Golan Heights is, without the Golan Heights, Israel is indefensible And uh, Democrats want Israel to return to the pre-1967 borders, which would give the Golan Heights back to Syria, which they could use to bombard most of Israel from the heights. There, it's a high ground, you see. Number four from Elise Stefanik. President Trump withdrew uh, U.S., withdrew us from the catastrophic Iran nuclear deal, vitally important to the survival of Israel. Number five, Elise Stefanik. The Trump administration signed an executive order in 2019 that extended uh, Title VI protections against discrimination to Jewish students on college campuses, which is more important than ever today, and Elise Stefanik schooling the ignorant Jamie Raskin left-wing pseudo-Jewish Democrat from the state of Maryland. I was telling you about his tragic story yesterday, Raskin. Um, uh, His son went to Harvard Law School and tragically at the age of 25 committed suicide while he was at Harvard Law School suffering from depression. Maybe, Jamie Raskin, you should be more concerned about the elderly Jewish couple beaten, bloodied, stitches required by a Democrat who clobbered them and mugged them while they were walking to their synagogue in Beverly Hills, California, while the Democrats screamed, give me your earrings, Jew. Maybe you shouldn't worry about Elise Stefanik so much, and you should worry about all these Democrats out there that are committing violence against the Jewish people in the name of their racist anti-Semitic rage, a 75-year-old man and his 70-year-old wife attacked on their way to synagogue in Beverly Hills. Honestly, give me your earrings, Jew. I think Raskin's focused on the wrong things. What do you think? I think so. Now, my best girl and I, we uh, we had a, we had a great night last night. Another great night. We uh, we walked out of our place and we went uh, to a restaurant walking distance from our place. Uh, sat down. We had uh, I had uh, two cold beers, not Bud Lights. They don't have Bud Lights there, and uh, two glasses of red wine for my best girl. And we got a nice little appetizer of this these uh, uh, tuna kind of little marinated uh, things and. Very delicious. And then we went home and my best girl cooked a filet mignon in the iron skillet. That was unbelievable. Some roasted potatoes, some broccoli. No more beer. Uh, switched to uh, club soda. Club soda at home. Very nice. And we put on this ridiculous Obama movie. This ridiculous... You know, Obama is... What do they pay him? $40 million or $50 million, Netflix did, to um, come to their parties is what they actually paid them for. But Barack Obama... Is and Michelle Obama are both listed as executive producers on this new Netflix movie that I think came out on Friday. And it's really long. So after our delicious meal, we fell asleep. We both fell asleep in the living room and uh, trying to watch this Obama movie. And uh, the movie's getting a little bit of criticism here and there because, because it's Obama, you know. And guess what it's about? It's about the kind of an apocalyptic thing um, where – and it's – I fell asleep. I didn't see the end. My best girl fell asleep. She didn't see the end. We might try to watch the end of it tonight, but maybe not. Newsweek left-wing magazine has the headline, Obama faces backlash for a film's warning about white people. He's got a warning about white people. Now, he and Michelle Obama are both listed as executive producers. Newsweek magazine, former President Barack Obama is facing backlash on Monday over a film on which he was a consultant, which warns about white people. Now, he's not a consultant. He's the executive producer, and Michelle Obama is listed as executive producer. After concluding his presidency, 2017, Obama has written a best-selling memoir. Yeah, sure, somebody else wrote it signed a deal with Netflix to produce films and television series, which he doesn't do. They just put his name on it. The former president also created Higher Ground, meaning lower ground, a production company co-led by his wife, former first lady Michelle Obama, in case you forgot, in which projects uh, were set to touch on issues of race and class which is the Marxist construct, the Karl Marx construct. Everything is about race and class. And Barack Obama is a Marxist. Democracy and civil rights. The civil rights battles are long since over, and they were won. Stop fighting the battles that are already won. So the first production company, uh, they, they, they made a documentary, somebody else made it, called American Factory, debuted in 2019, about a General Motors plant that was reopened in Ohio uh, uh, under the ownership of a Chinese billionaire. So it's pro-communist. The uh, film took home an Oscar for Best Documentary Feature. Now, so he's already got an Oscar, and I guess Michelle, too. Now, in this new movie, actually made by uh, somebody else, uh, it's called Leave the World Behind on Netflix. And here's one little line. There is a... See the the world. There's an apocalypse of some kind coming, and it's very mysterious. A power outage in New York. People flee, and it's a, a black man and his uh, apparently his daughter, like a teenage uh, young black woman, and they arrive at the home of two white people uh, who are famous movie stars, and they want to stay there. And they say, "Hey, this is our house. This is uh, you rented it from us, and we want to stay here." And it becomes a racial thing, and and the, you know, black guy gets a gun, and uh, and and then the the world is collapsing. The satellites are down, electricity is down, cell phones don't work, GPS doesn't work in the cars, no contact with the outside world. It's all very mysterious. And then it was going on for so long and not getting to the point that I eventually fell asleep and had a very nice sleep, very wonderful. And here's the the young girl uh, in bed with apparently her father. I guess her father. And uh, you know, you told me. Just make sure that when bad stuff happens, whatever you do, don't trust Whitey.
0: I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. Even Mom would agree with me on that.
1: Yeah, leave the world behind. Um, I, I'm I'm uh, promoting the film because it's it's an embarrassment to Western civilization, and they're going to get an Oscar, and the and the Obamas will get another Oscar for this. There is no doubt about it. Um, pretty extraordinary. Now, we, we didn't I might finish it. We might finish it tonight, possibly. But it's a big deal because Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are not consultants. They are executive producers. And you got to be sure to not trust the white people because bad things are happening. And white people, just you know, keep in mind white, and, and planes are dropping out of the sky, they're crashing. A super tanker crashes into the beach. It's got Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke and and all kinds of uh, people, some of which you've heard of. Kevin Bacon. They got Kevin Bacon is in it, and uh, Maharashala Ali is in it, and he's he's the black man, the adult, and and his daughter is Maya La, Maya La. That's not really a name, but remember. When the world is collapsed, it's it's, it, you know, it does have Obama's fingerprints. It's got race, white people are bad, the apocalypse is here, uh, and uh, we're all going to die. Oh, and also, it starts out in the opening sequence that ends with, God, I hate people. God, I hate people. And it's Julie Robertson, she says it more than once in the movie, God, I hate people. And when I saw that, I said, oh, now I see Barack Obama did have something to do with it. Now, I actually just looked it up, and I have to correct myself. Julia Roberts in the movie uh, Leave the World Behind doesn't say, God, I hate people. She says, and it's the opening sequence in the movie before they even go to the opening credits. And we didn't have time to bleep it for you. We just found it, but but she says, I hate beep people. Um, F word. She hates people, and that's the that's like oh I now I now I see the uh, the Obama fingerprints. That's it. I hate effing people is what Julia Roberts says. And then they go to the opening credits. There are a bunch of left wing reviews oh, it's the most brilliant movie, and an elegant uh, post-apocalyptic film. It's not post-apocalyptic, it's apocalyptic. They use the words they don't even know what they mean, Uh, but that's, that's the norm. And Julia Roberts wants cheeseburgers at the apocalypse. It is an apocalyptic movie, and the left hates people. That's how they were able to murder 100 million of us in the last 100 years in the name of bringing about paradise, right? I got a review from a federal law enforcement friend of mine as well. said, don't waste your time. I walked it, watched it over the weekend with my best girl. It's awful. I was intrigued at the beginning, but it just gets worse as it goes. The ending might be the worst ending to any movie I've ever seen. But they're going to get an Oscar because it's got the Obama name on it. And the opening credits, executive producers, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, Democrats, it's all a great big circle fest in a hot tub. We're living in a disinformation warfare environment, and entertainment runs our government.